This is the official podcast of the 122nd Fighter Wing. Views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of the 122nd Fighter Wing, Air National Guard, or United States government. No endorsement of any person or business is ever intended. Welcome to Black Snake Bites, the official podcast of the 122nd Fighter Wing. Our mission is to inform, motivate, and inspire 122nd Fighter Wing airmen, attract new recruits to the U.S. Air Force, and promote engagement with the broader Fort Wayne, Indiana community. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome Black Snake to the newest form of communication at the 122nd Fighter Wing. Your host today, myself, Senior Master Sergeant Leslie Kaiser, Maintenance Squadron First Sergeant. Hi, and I am Second Lieutenant Elizabeth Rogers. I am an intelligence officer at the 122nd Operations Group. Yeah, so I think we should start this podcast and launch it with how did this even come about for us? We we knew of each other, but we had not worked together in this capacity before. So for you, like, what was that like for you? How did this come about for you? Yeah, so uh, the podcast idea came from Colonel Wagner and Chief Hoopengarner. They had been talking about it. And when I was at Enlisted Leadership Symposium at Camp Atterbury, I had a just a quick conversation with Chief Hoopengarner about, you know, what if we had this base podcast? And it just so happened I had some podcasting equipment. And once I got home from ELS, I couldn't get that out of my head thinking about the podcast. So my husband and I recorded an episode together just as a, you know, here's what this could look like. And we sent it to Chief Hoopengarner and Colonel Wagner, and they really liked it. At the time, though, I was about to head out the door to officer training school. Yeah, so you were leaving. I had seen you around base before. I had been invited to come talk to junior enlisted council, JAC, and that's where we kind of saw each other and then knew you from your job at the base. However, I think they put two people together that really had a passion for podcasting and communication. So part of my story in getting involved in this is I love podcasts. I got started with this mission or project because I love to communicate. I like to over communicate because I, I think if you know something you can help, why not pass it along? Why not give someone that little piece of advice or that nugget that they can do something with and really empower them? So after First Sergeant Academy, about two years ago now, I started a newsletter for the maintenance squadron called Shirt Dirt. And it was just a very basic publication. They got to listen to me ramble for about a paragraph or read for about a paragraph. And then it went into all the collective emails that we would get throughout the month that were very informative, but it can be tasking for members out working in the maintenance squadron and maintenance group. And so trying to consolidate that information so they were still informed and empowered. And then as a supervisor, they had something in their uh, repertoire to pass along to their members, but also it was something they could save and keep in their back pocket as a reference. When Colonel Wagner was our group commander, he liked it. And then when Chief Hoopengardner took over as command chief, 
Colonel Wagner asked me to send it to him and Chief Hoop. And so that's kind of how I think they partnered us together. We both had that love for podcasting and communication. And then now here we are. Yeah, I'm very excited to work on this project. And I think my vision for it is that we can really connect with a lot of members on base who may not know what people in other shops do and may not have experienced the variety and diversity of all that happens on the base. And they can kind of be opened to different job fields, different people, and maybe make some connections of their own through listening. Yeah, I agree. The... I was in medical for 19 years and going over into the maintenance world, it it wasn't a, an eye-opening experience because I had been been able to go over there before in shadow, but it help, it would help to have had those connections beforehand for sure. So why would you th- why do you think a podcast now? Because Colonel Wagner and Chief Hoop told us to, or like why as a member on the base, why would you listen to this? I think that a podcast is important to reaching people where they are. Mm. A lot of younger people, even middle-aged people today, listen to podcasts and that audience is, is growing because it's a way to really connect with uh, other people through genuine conversation. And I think the military overall has struggled to find way, good ways to connect with potential recruits because some of those older methods of putting out an, a TV advertisement or even a newspaper ad isn't really clicking so much with the younger generation. And I think a podcast can really help bridge the gap. It can help airmen feel connected more to the mission to the, instead of, if, if you're out on the flight line turning a wrench, how does turning that wrench fit into the larger mission of the 122nd Fighter Wing? And for somebody who's not connected to the military and is possibly thinking about joining, you know, they can start to put a face and a human aspect to the military and understand kind of the culture and what it is that we do every day. I really like that. The Podcasting resonated with me because time, money, and energy, you'll never have enough and you can't get it back. And I think podcasting is a way to almost multitask what you can do with your efforts in a day. So as I'm driving up to drill, I can listen to a podcast, get that information quickly and streamlined, and then it's just a way to to adapt to that constant change in culture. I think Benjamin Franklin said it best when change is the only constant in life. One's ability to adapt to those changes will determine your success in life. Well, I can tell you if the more information I have going into a drill weekend, the better equipped I am at my job for members, for people, and any anybody with a, a, a question in the public or not. I think it's a way to be relatable. And if if you can't relate them, then give them a resource that they can definitely get that information from. Absolutely. And speaking of, of quotes, the chief of staff of the Air Force, General Brown, also has hammered home the accelerate change or lose concept. And I think part of accelerating change is using those more relevant communication methods like podcasting to reach our members and the public. Yeah. Do you think there's too many podcasts out there or do you think we can definitely hone in on the ones that are related to us specifically? 
uh, there's definitely a lot of podcasts out there, but um, our podcast can is is related specifically to our community, the people in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and there is not a podcast like that out there. I agree. I'm excited to be part of this project. I can't lie. I am too. In getting to be part of this, I think it takes me back to even how our base in our history got started. I think it's important to keep that story alive just as well as moving forward into the future and honoring those that served before us. Lieutenant Rogers, you were the one that really researched this uh, for this conversation today. What history did you find out about the base? Yeah, a lot of people out at the base may not know the history of the unit, and I I knew a little bit, but not until I started actually digging into the history, um, I didn't understand just how impressive the history of the base has been. The 122nd Fighter Wing, wing has been in Fort Wayne since 1954, but the base itself was there uh, prior to World War II, um, and it was originally called Bear Field. And it's named after a Lieutenant Paul Bear, who was born in Fort Wayne. And he is considered by some, it's a little contentious, but he's considered to be the first uh, American fighter ace in history. And he also received the Distinguished Service Cross. He was the first American aviator to receive that. Wow, that's cool to get our name after him. What is an ace? Mainly because I have no idea. Yeah, a fighter ace uh, in World War One was uh, a fighter pilot who had at least five kills. Wow, how many did he have? Five or more? He had 7.75, which is a little confusing. <laughs> um, but the the credit for the kills was divided between pilots who assisted, so it that's why it's not a whole number. Ah, gotcha. So a team effort already in collaboration. Even from back then, you really had to trust your other teammates. Yeah, he was even, uh, he even volunteered to be part of a French aviation unit that included American pilots. So he was really on the front lines in a time when aircraft were still coming into their own in warfare. What aircraft was he flying if they were still coming into their own? Well, I can't say the name because it's French, <laughs> but the it is a biplane. So that really puts it into perspective just how long ago this was and how limited fighter aircraft actually were at the time. Wow. Do you think we have that one in Heritage Park? No, I don't think we have it in Heritage Park. Maybe one day. What is a Distinguished Service Cross Medal? Yeah, so a Distinguished Service Cross Medal is actually an Army award. Back during World War I, the Air Force, as a separate branch, did not exist yet. And the Distinguished Service Cross is the second highest military decoration in the Army for soldiers who display extraordinary heroism in combat with an armed enemy force. That's really cool. So our base then, from back to supporting World War One, has it been used to support any other operations after that? Yes. So after World War One, the Bearfield Army Air Base did become a maintenance center, and it actually fitted the majority of C-47 transports used in the Normandy invasion. And then moving forward in time in the 1960s, this is after the 122nd Fighter Wing was established in Fort Wayne. The wing was actually activated for the Berlin crisis. And then later in 1991, that was the first time that the wing was activated to serve in a combat zone.
Here is Colonel Wagner, commander of the 122nd Fighter Wing, to tell us about changes coming to the unit and where we're headed in the future. Hey Black Snakes, this is Colonel Wagner with a few words about our future. First, thanks for 13 years of excellence in the A-10. You really set the standard within the Air National Guard and the U.S. Air Force, and that's recognized across the country. So congratulations for uh, what you did for so long. As of 1 April 2023, we're officially converting to the F-16, and that aircraft is a great bridge to the future. We need to recapture the knowledge and abilities that we uh, gained over 20 years in operating the F-16, and then develop the new skills required to operate and maintain the modern F-16. Because make no mistake, the F-16 that will operate on this ramp in the future is significantly different than the one in the past. Training will be difficult. It's going to take time, but we have the right people in place and a strong bench of future leaders to make sure that we successfully execute the mission now and long into the future. One of our goals is to uh, secure fighters in Fort Wayne over the long term. The 25 wing commanders of the wings with fighter squadrons are all working to recapitalize all fighters in the Air National Guard with uh, modern aircraft and to get it done in the coming years. To allow for that, Fort Wayne will have to modernize our base. And we're working with local, state, and federal leaders to build a base that can support fighters in Fort Wayne over the long term. You're going to hear a lot more about that in time, but just let it be known that we're uh, making the effort to keep the mission here to support the Air Force and Air National Guard long into the future. And with that, all of these initiatives are in support of the Air Force Future Operating Concept. Um, it's recently released by the Air Force and explains the how we're going to fight and win in support of the National Defense Strategy and uh, Chief of Staff of the Air Force, CQ Brown's direction to accelerate change or lose. It takes the Air Force as a whole and defines the six key fights for future air power that we must win and then how we're going to do it. I challenge you to uh, read it, learn it, know it, so that we can all be prepared to win every day in every way in support of what we do out here in Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne and the Black Snakes have been operating fighters here for nearly 70 years, and we want to make sure that that 70 years continues long into the future, and everything we're doing is in an effort to ensure that. Special thanks to uh, Lieutenant Rogers and Senior Master Sergeant Kaiser on uh, getting this thing going, and I uh, really appreciate it. So go get them, Black Snakes. Mm -hmm.